RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to another fun episode of Live Bold and Boss Up. It's your girls, Steph and Ash. And um, today we chat with Hope Shoemaker. She is um, really inspirational if you need kind of help with figuring out how to completely transition from one role into a completely different role, right? This is a great episode to listen to. Great episode to take tips on and to see how someone went from celebrity stylist mm-hmm. to IT sales. Yeah. Technology sales. Like complete 180, black to white, right? Hot to cold, like so different. Mm-hmm. And we've been getting a lot of messages like this. Like, how do I go from lawyer to right. whatever and make the same amount and still you know, bring in what I need to bring in. Right. I feel like so many people are going through that right now because of layoffs and because people are kind of realizing they want to be happy. So making that complete shift is not abnormal. Right. Like so many people are doing it you can do it. And, um, a lot of those skills, whether you think it or not are transferable, like even from styling hair to technology sales, there's a lot of transferable skills there. Right believe it or not. And it, it helps by using your, your contacts, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Doing hair in this case with celebrity stylists, you've made so many contacts and relationships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, utilize those, share it, use, use your social media. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Well, welcome, Hope. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. You know, it's it's our pleasure and our honor. Um, so you have an interesting story. So we want to hear all about it. And this is going to be kind of on reinventing yourself, and which we can all relate to, because especially in today's times, like the world is changing so much that we have to pivot quickly and just learning how you did that and how you got to where you are today in your journey. Um, so let's just dive right in. So right now you're in sales, right? Correct. Technology sales. Yes, I work in the tech space. Okay, something totally different than you were doing before. <laughs> yes. Tell us about your background. Okay, so uh, for the last almost 12 years, I was a hairdresser globally and here in the United States. Um, I honed my craft. Uh, it was something I was super passionate. That was my passion career. I got to do what I absolutely loved, which is helping people make themselves feel their best self. And I worked in Florida, Las Vegas, Sydney, Australia, and back in Florida. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. cool. Um, and I can say when I had to medically retire from my career, that I could tip my hat to my career and say, I did everything I wanted to do. Um, I had a very successful career. I met the people I wanted to meet. I got to, I'm globally published. I've worked with celebrities. Um, I've worked for a TV channel. I've worked for Grammy award-winning artists. Um, Just, but then I think the best part of my career, like those things are really fun, but the best part is your everyday client. 
and getting to hear their story and walking through their journey with them um, from the highs and the lows. You're with them when they get engaged and you get to do their hair and, you know, they get married, they have babies. Unfortunately, you're with them in the grieving processes as well with death, divorce, you know, things like that as well. So you really build this beautiful connection with people um, that I feel like in today's world, in 2023, very few industries still have that touch, that personal touch with um, like the human connection with people. Yeah. Absolutely. You're kind of like a therapist oh, absolutely. to people. <laughs> they come in, you're sitting with them for hours mm-hmm. and they're just relaxed and happy to be there and they'll open up. And yeah. I know I do that whenever I'm at the my hairdresser and um, just being with people, yeah, at their most vulnerable. Absolutely. And it's an honor. Yeah. You are you are in their most, like you said, vulnerable spaces. You're in the highs, you're in the lows. Um, and you're physically touching them. We don't have yeah. that physical touch with people in a lot of our careers. And right now, I don't have that. I'm calling people all day long. You know, I might get a client visit um, or a team's call, but it's not the same um, physical connection. So it's a completely different realm than what I've been used to. And yeah. and by the way, if you're not mm-hmm. watching this on YouTube and you're just listening, she has fantastic, fabulous hair. Like <laughs> I'm so literally much. obsessed staring at your hair. Looks I can teach amazing. you. Okay, good. We yes. might have to have a lesson. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a lesson after. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't think people realize how difficult a job that is. You're on your mm-hmm. feet all day. Like it's a physically taxing job, Absolutely. what you do. And then mm-hmm. you were talking about all the chemicals that you're inhaling. It's like not healthy for you to be breathing that in. So it's a very hard job to do. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. No, I think there's a huge stigma around hairdressing on multiple levels, but the biggest being that we're not intelligent. And it drove me crazy when I was in the industry because you're learning anatomy, physics, um, chemistry, like you're, like you said, a therapist. You, We're so multifaceted. We run our book of business. We do social media. We have to multitask. We're selling as well. You know, there's product sales and things. There's so many different um, layers to the industry and to each creative individual that chooses this as their career path. Um, and that was a big thing I came up against when I was transitioning, you know, because people don't see those as transferable skills. They just see yeah. it as you don't have direct experience. Right. When in reality, if you are lucky enough to have a hairdresser who is transitioning careers, they're going to bring a wealth of wisdom and knowledge to your team. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. you, so when we met for lunch, you mm-hmm. had some really fabulous stories on just how you even got into hairdressing and how you made it such a healthy career for you it was it was really amazing like all the different people you got to meet and and how you really like manifested that truly because you were telling certain Mm -hmm. stories and you're like oh i want to meet this person and you actually did you went to a like a amazing event and you met that person share a couple (laughs) of those stories because those were wonderful to hear yeah i like i said previously i'm really blessed in my career And I knew from very early on uh, when I was in hair school that, so I went to hair school at 30. So it was another reinvention. And previous to that, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I 
did a bunch of different jobs. I tried different areas in college and just never really felt like I connected with something until I connected with, you know, went through a healing journey and started connecting with myself and realized what did I love as a child? I loved being in the salon and I thought they were rock stars. So I went down that path after going to Las Vegas for um, a vacation got inspired at a salon I went and did my hair at and or got a blowout at and it inspired me came back went to hair school and from that point forward I was like eyes on the prize I know exactly what I want to do and I think because of the type of school I went to I went to a private school um, like one of the bigger brands they do talk about manifesting and positivity and all of these things so from a very from very early on when I was learning the trade, I was saying, well, I'm not going to be satisfied with just this. Like, I want to take my career to this level and this level. Nice. And that's exactly what I did. I was offered a job while I was still in school in Las Vegas. I went to um, Paul Mitchell here in Tampa, and I was offered a position with uh, the global artistic director of Paul Mitchell at his Vegas salon wow. halfway through my journey. And from there on, it was just doors opening but it, you still have to work through that you know it's what did I want okay I want to work with um like I want to get on the editorial side I want to work with celebrities I want to do photo shoots so I went to this conference in LA that was being hosted it was more on the makeup side I found the person who was the head of it went up to him showed him my portfolio because I was at the time also dabbling in makeup he gifted me two years of an agency that he runs and that's how I got to work with Sports Illustrated and work with their swim models. So, um, you know, Chrissy Teigen, Nina Agdell, uh, Caitlin Bach, those, those were the three girls. There was another girl. I, sorry, I don't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I didn't interact with her really. Oh, it was Alyssa something. I don't remember her last name. But that was, that was my first step into celebrity and it was a lot of fun. It was very cool to be able to assist a celebrity hairdresser and um, she, who's doing like George Clooney and Mariah Carey and wow. all of these people that you're like, you want to aspire to be at that level. Right. And she was wonderful. She was pregnant at the time, needed an assistant and they called me. So right place, right time. But also I think it's because I put it into the universe and said, this is what I want. Right. So, yeah. And then you went to Australia. And, and then I went to Australia. <laughs> How long were you in Australia for? I was in Sydney for three years, from 2015 wow. to 2018. Mm -hmm. And what was that experience like? It was amazing. I don't know if you guys or anybody in the audience has been to Australia. It's a magical place. I highly recommend it. I was there studying something completely different. Um, another passion of mine, I was studying songwriting and I was in some leadership courses. And on the side to put myself through college, I still, of course, was a full-time hairdresser. And I, that's where I got involved with a TV channel, with working with some music artists, um, doing videos, doing 20,000 people conferences, and not just in the hairdressing. I mean, I was helping design the hair makeup for the you know, production, but I was also part of a creative team that basically runs like a global creative agency. So we were you know, putting together the briefs for the conference openers and the closers and designing every single piece of that and then executing it on stage. So I've been through the entire creative process. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, so at one point you got injured mm-hmm. at your job. Yes. Was that still in Australia or were you back That was here. here. Okay. Yeah. So I moved, I transitioned back to the States after my program was finished. Um, my family is here in Florida, so I wanted to be close to them after being a 26 hour flight away from them. My nephew was born while I was over there. I didn't meet him till he was nine months old. I said, I have to come home that Christmas. I was still, still in my program and everyone in the family had met him, but me. So, um, and I think when I came back, cause it had been a while since I'd been to the States, and I was very assimilated into Australian culture to the point where I n- never wanted to move back to the United States. But then once I held my nephew, I said, I have to go back. <laughs> so when the doors closed, like I finished my program and, you know, there wasn't any way to stay legally in Australia. And I didn't want to, you know, risk that. It was my second home. I wanted to be able to go visit. Um, I came back to, to the United States and that was a mini reinvention because you have to build your clientele all over again. And so I was in Lakeland, Florida, which is about 45 minutes from here. Um, went through that, decided during the pandemic to come be closer to my sister and her kids who are here and moved to Tampa in 2020. Uh, found a great salon home that I was a part of here. Uh, learned so much from my team was under probably some of the best artists I have ever worked under and I learned so much and I'm forever grateful to some of those coworkers for the skill that um, that I you know was able to take on from them and during my journey there unfortunately at the gym I had a full labrum tear happen in my shoulder damn gym yeah <laughs> well actually it was it was a exactly it was a half tear put myself through pt was rehabbing it and about nine months later i met with my first client of the day here and doing a blow dry and i felt it go to yeah. a full tear and that was february of last year and i you know stayed on for a couple more months but was in excruciating pain got the mri full tear I, doctors are recommending you cannot keep working. So I had to make a switch. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it was a sudden switch. Mm -hmm. It was an unexpected switch. Yeah. And then how did you decide to get into technology sales? Sure. That's like a completely, (laughs) well, you had to reinvent yourself. You're forced, kind of ripped from what you knew. Mm -hmm. What, how did you decide to do technology sales? What, what were all the possibilities that you were looking at? Why did you decide to go that route? And how did you pivot and, you know, use all of your knowledge to, Mm. to get into that area? Yeah. So at first I was looking at a few other sales roles in insurance in media sales. Um, I come, I'm multi-generational in sales. So my dad's a salesman, his dad was, his father was, so it just goes down the line. So, so like, okay, maybe something, maybe sales, sales maybe I could do sales. <laughs> I like that. Look at your lineage and see like, Hey, what did everyone else do? Like, yeah, do it's too. a little bit but, in my blood. Yeah. And I was consistently every salon I have ever worked in the top salesperson as far as retail tools, those, you know, those things. So to me, it felt like a natural transition. It was just finding the right fit. I went through almost six months of rejection. And I, at first I was applying to, you know, supplement companies and wellness companies and other things that I felt passionate about. But 
it just the door didn't open and that's okay but that was a season of you know I'm living off my savings I'm thank goodness I was you know had that and had done well enough in my previous career that I that I had that but uh, yeah it was it was a time of learning to not just like reinvent yourself into your next career but how do you handle multiple rejections in a day and it not totally affect you and in, in your worth and who you are right because there were right. days it did and like I feel like that's a very honest thing that a lot of people who are going through layoffs or transitioning careers are going through and um, I just want to encourage them it will get better right. and it's okay to take a day off from looking from it because sometimes you just need that mental space to go to the beach or go for a walk with a friend or do play with your pet or whatever you need to do to you know, refill yourself. Um, and when I started to do that and I took a job um, hosting in a restaurant, which is something I was like, I'll never work in a restaurant again when I had given it up in my 20s. Right, right. Nothing wrong with it, but I had felt like I had gone into my next seasons. And when I humbled myself and said, you know what? I just need to have something. Uh, and this that door opened up. That's when I feel like when I opened my energy up to other possibilities, the right possible, the right door opened for me. And I have a friend at my current company was telling her, you know, how hard it had been and what I was looking to do, either um, recruiting or sales. And she's like, oh, let me send your resume. And just like that, the door opened. And I work for a phenomenal company now. I am, I could not be more please with the the cultural shift away from hairdressing hairdressing is amazing but there is a lot of toxicity that happens in there we are worked like workhorses we don't have benefits our clients are calling us at midnight like yeah. there's there's not a lot of boundaries there yeah. what are they You're, calling you at midnight about like I their hair their hair <laughs> like what or, or you know questions and i get it because you when you have a social media channel that's kind of always on, right? Right. So maybe calling DMing, same thing <laughs> in this day and age. Yeah. But yeah, there's, I've been so blessed to come under the leadership where I am now, where I am valued as an employee simply because I'm their employee. Right. Where that doesn't exist, I would say about 80 to 90% in the other hairdressing world. Right. You know, you're viewed as you do this for me. So there are healthy salon owners out there. I want to say that there are, there's some beautiful, I've worked for one. He's one of the biggest hairdressers in the world. He changed my life. Samvia, I will forever be grateful. I owe you my career. Mm. Yeah. So, well, and I, first of all, that was great advice that you mm -hmm. gave people that are looking for jobs. Cause I feel like a lot of people are going through that right now. Yeah. And so I wanted just to go back on that really quick. And, um, like you applied to hundreds of jobs mm -hmm. and had lots of interviews. Is there anything that like you did differently for this one or did you, how did, do you knew somebody or how did you get in there as in like what happened with <laughs> all the others? And I started reaching out to friends. So I put it in my close friend stories on Instagram. I had this moment where I had, so during that point, there was a seven week time where I tried to get the two, two fifteen license didn't work out. I failed it all five times. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> and it, it happens. 
And I'm the type of person that's like, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. But I should have realized after two or three, just stop spending the money and move on. <laughs> um, so when that happened, I was, I was sad. I thought this was going to be the next step, right? So I put in my close friend's stories. I need help. Can, if you know someone, can someone sit with me and help me with my resume? I haven't my resume looks so different because I come from a different world. Yes. You know, so I'm trying to break into the corporate world. Um, as do any of my friends have this experience? I will pay you, you know, I will, I, it's not just like help me for free, but, and I had so many messages, so many kind, encouraging messages. Cause I have a wonderful community and, um, my friend, Alexandra, she reached out and said, I'm going to send your resume through, you know, send it to me. And that's how that got connected. So she's the link, right? But um, you also have to show up. I had to show up on that first interview with the recruiter as, you know, the, my best self. Right. So that's, that's a good lesson because, mm -hmm. you know, you, the, you know, you can, you can see that there's a lot of doors to be opened. Mm -hmm. You just happen to knock on all the ones that were locked first, <laughs> yes, you know, but, but maybe you had to do that. Maybe your journey mm -hmm. was like, maybe you weren't sure what you wanted to get into. Maybe if you passed yeah. that test, you wouldn't have been happy. Yeah. You know, you really love what you're doing now. So maybe that was just a, um, you know, you kind of being guided to that area. Absolutely. It was an excellent lesson in sales. Mm -hmm. I right. didn't, I didn't know what, you know, was truly ahead of me in sales until I just jumped in. And you have you deal with a lot of rejection. You deal with a lot of no. So that season was actually a season of preparation, even though it was a bit of a heartache. It prepared me to show up well for this next season. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. you were like, "Listen, I'm good in sales because look, I just knocked on all these doors. <laughs> exactly. and I got all these no's. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, I so. love that. And you had to be vulnerable by posting that on social media. Absolutely. And you know, by having people see that, and mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that story, and I feel like that could help so many people out there looking. Mm -hmm. And it may take a while. It's. I talked to people on the phone and especially like during COVID, whenever people were getting laid off, we would have these conversations that are just like kind of depressing mm -hmm. hearing people like just get so down on themselves. Like they had never been in the situation before and like just giving them like positive words of encouragement. Like this isn't the end. It's like, just, just keep looking, keep applying and the right opportunity will come along. And yeah. which is why we started the podcast. We were having, that is those. exactly why we started yeah. the podcast. Same conversations that. over yeah. and over with clients and candidates and yeah, we had to get the message out. It's a lot of people's story yeah. right now. And I vowed because that season was so hard and so challenging for me that anytime one of, one of my friends or someone in my community gets laid off or goes through a transition or, you know, whatever, that I will try to make connections mm -hmm. for them. Absolutely. So. I think the important thing to, to pull from this too is to keep your self-worth intact. It's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's definitely tough. You can get down really easily on yourself and think that you're not worth mm -hmm whatever you are worth, but you, I think you have to, you have to keep that intact and keep, keep the positivity there. Um, it's not that you're not worth it. You just, you haven't found the right door, That's right. It, you know? Right. Yeah. And I do feel like the universe is never going to fully like let you down. 
something will come through. It's just usually at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> or seemingly, right? Yeah, seemingly at the yeah. last minute. But the right thing is, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. you can't give up. If you give up on the universe, it will give up on you. Absolutely. I heard um, something interesting to go along with the self-worth. I heard this speaker once say this, and I hope this encourages people. If you take a $100 bill, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, I want that now, you know, please, I'll, I'll take it. He goes, okay, well, what if I step on it and I crinkle it up a little bit? Is it still worth $100? Yes. What if I throw it in the mud, get it all dirty? Is it still worth $100? Absolutely. And that's our journey. Sometimes we get knocked down, but we're, we still are worth, we don't lose our self-worth because of our circumstances, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's a great yeah. analogy. Yeah. Well, I feel like from your story and what you've said about your job search and reinventing yourself and getting to where you are today, that could inspire so many people going through that. So thank you for telling your story, Hope. That has been great. And um, like even for us, like I just it gives me like joy and excitement to go talk to people and, and help other people. And, you know, you never know, maybe one day like we may be in that situation. Exactly. You never know. You never know any Mm -hmm. of the little things that you say that could like inspire someone, inspire the next person to, you know, get that door that's open for them, that right door. Yeah. I love it. No. So thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. And please just, when people are transitioning, give them a chance. Right. Because they actually will bring so much to the table and so many of us were willing to learn, mm-hmm. you know, and they can bring a different perspective to that's the table it. than someone that does have a background that's similar mm-hmm. to what they're doing. They could bring something totally new and different. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah, we need that. We need each other's different perspectives. It's what keeps us rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, download. Mm-hmm. And until next time, live bold and boss up.